0: No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's like, oh, you chase me and I I give you just a good morning text or I only respond when you text me and I never text you back or I'm never texting you first or I'm never calling you or whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not setting up dates. Um, It's always on you to set up dates, but I'll be 100% if I'm always the one initiating conversation, if I'm always the one setting the dates, if I'm always the one that's making the plans, I'm going to lose interest.
1: What up, what up, what up, what up It's Three Brothers No Sense Your favorite barbershop style podcast I am Tavares Ferguson A.K.A. Ferg Join my co-hosts Buff and Rozzi. Fellas Tell them what's on your minds
0: One Piece Is coming with a live action To Netflix And usually I'm not excited about anime Going to live action But Oda, the writer of One Piece Is actually like really involved with it i've seen the steals i've seen the trailers it actually looks really really good um so i'm just super duper excited about it it drops on friday this friday so when we you guys hear this on monday it will be out so if you ever thought about kind of getting into some anime or something like that um this is a perfect time to start back with one piece and and try to uh, check out some of the live action so i'm super excited about it hopefully it's good we'll see Um, but speaking of, oh, is it a,
1: um, is it a series or is it going to be a movie?
0: It's going to be a series. So they're doing a whole season, um, based off of the first chapter or the first arc. Um, maybe the second arc, I don't know exactly what all's in the synopsis for the first season, but they may be using the first and second arc or just the first arc. Uh, they're going to make a season. So if you guys don't know what One Piece is, One Piece is like one of the longest running animes in history. They've got over a thousand episodes. So um, that just lets you know how like popular it is. It's the number one anime ever. Um, high, most selling, all that good stuff. So uh, he has a huge fan base. So this is one that a lot of people are looking at to see, is it going to be good or not? And, and I mean, what from what I'm hearing, everybody's like anticipating that it's going to be pretty good. So, but on top they of it, They
1: said the Flash was going to be good.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, Blue Beetle was good. Blue Beetle was pretty good, so, you know.
1: Blue Beetle was better than... Blue Beetle might have been the best non- Batman DC movie. I'll accept that. I'll, I'll accept that.
2: Over the first Wonder Woman?
1: Uh, the first Wonder Woman was kind of slow, but I think it built up a lot. Like mm. I'll put those neck and neck, Um, but... I what I would say Blue Beetle was it was more comical. I love Nana. Yeah. Was the star of the show. I mean, I think there was a lot of representation in it. Um, it was more modern day. I feel like they dealt with some uh sociopolitical uh uh situations. So I really I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was definitely for the culture. Um, the Mexican culture or Hispanic culture, but it was definitely for the culture. Um, you got that dynamic and and for you know, black families are a little bit like that too, just talk you know, janking each other, talking about each other, that dynamic there, but still kind of really close-knit family. Um, you know, the whole generations kind of being involved with it. So I, I think that dynamic just really hit home. Uh so for me Blue Beetle, I I probably would put it above Wonder Woman, mainly because it's more fun to watch like wonder woman had a lot more drama and like perg said it was slower at the beginning and had some good action uh in there i think blue beetle gave you a lot more comedy and it was just more fun to watch in the beginning and then you got the action now the cgi wasn't as good um but it still was pretty dope and the other part about blue beetle is it was made for hbo max it wasn't even made for the big screen so you know for them to come out drop it in the big screen uh, in the movie theaters, and it still look like you know a a actual theatrical release. I think was a, a testament to it as well.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, I could put it almost. I was impressed enough, and I'm probably gonna get some hate hate on this. To it almost felt like a Marvel movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was lighthearted enough. You know, I feel like DC tries to get really too deep and too like take themselves too seriously sometimes, and. Blue Beetle did a really good job. I hate that it hasn't done well in um showing.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I think it it, it don't just it just road. hit 80 million. Um I think it had a $100 million budget. They they're anticipating it going to about 150, 140 million, um uh, which will make it semi break even when you take out the marketing costs, but again, they thought they were just going to drop it straight on HBO Max. So, I mean, any money they get from the theater is actually good money. And i
1: I don't think they did a good job. Like, marketing. I mean, I think the marketing was subpar, too. It was nothing like... And he's a lesser-known character. You know, you gotta think... The Justice League... Aquaman... Superman, Batman, Aquaman... And Wonder Woman are the big names. They're the Mount Rushmore of DC. Then Flash. I mean, Flash is up there, too. I take that back. And so... Blue Beetle is the first lesser known character. Um, Blue Beetle is kind of like how they came out with the Avengers. A lot of people, if we know the Avengers now, but a lot of people didn't know who these Avenger characters were in the beginning. They were obscure characters um, and the marketing and how they presented the MCU made it made them who they are today it was you know spider-man and uh, the x-men were who they were marketing Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my little comic knowledge yeah but but it was a good one yeah it
0: definitely was it definitely was but i wanted to piggyback on last week's episode we talked about the uh debate and everything and uh i i just throw it out there uh Vivek is back in the news, but not in a good way, because Eminem is suing him to stop using his music, because Eminem ain't down for the Republican Party at all, and so he was like, nah, you can't use my music uh, when you do stuff, and so I'm liking that that, you know, he, he Eminem kind of took a stand, it's like, nah, you're not using my music to try to hype uh, your fans up, so Vivek stopped using Eminem's stuff.
1: Hmm. So, that's so all I got. Well, ain't that your people? <laughs> yeah. Ain't you a Vivek, su- a
2: Vivek supporter?
0: Nah, nah, nah. Like I said, Vivek don't know nothing. He's a talking head.
2: Uh, speaking of Vivek, he got a big endorsement this week. Did y'all hear about it? Nah, who's that? None other than OJ Simpson. <laughs> oh. OJ Simpson said he was watching Meet the Press, and uh, he said, other than Vivek's uh, foreign policy, He' rocking with him right now, so I guess it's more like a a preliminary endorsement. Uh, I guess he'll sit back and continue to watch. But right now, the juice is for uh, Vivek. Yeah,
1: Vivek probably would have had OJ locked up.
2: That's so crazy. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I they like something about they like the good ones. There must
0: there must be like what twenty percent twenty percent of the good ones because uh. Uh, what is it? Trump has about twenty percent of the black vote now versus six percent last yeah. year, our last election. Yeah. So eight percent. Yeah, that's that's crazy.
1: And you know, you lose a black delegation vote, <laughs> then you're in for it. Yeah. Speaking of black delegation, I'll let you go, Buff. No, that's that's all I had. Up. That's
2: all I had actually. <laughs>
1: uh, the Mexican delegation has officially gave us our own uh, official drinking holiday. Cinco de Agosto. We're winning the Battle of uh, Montgomery. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they they they
0: they approved it, and they said we can have it.
1: Go look at the video, the latest video, the latest video post.
0: Gotta check that out. I'm liking I'm liking the multiculturalism that's going on right now. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Um, the Billboard Top 100 charts. There's three country music. Um, songs in the top three spots, and that's the only the second time it's happened. It, it the second time it's happened in since they've been doing the uh, the Billboard Top 100. So it's kind of cool that three country songs are are tearing up the charts right now. I actually like country music, so I'm I'm good with that. But I have no mm. idea what three three songs they are.
1: It is one that is super. Forgot the name of. They actually talked about it on during the, the debate. Or oh,
2: the one that the one that the guy from Richmond, it was one of
1: those good old boy songs.
2: From Richmond, Virginia, oh, man.
1: Yeah. Try, try it in
0: my town or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's
1: different.
2: That's different. Oh,
1: no, okay. that's that's different. And that still might be. That was just like tried in a small town.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think that's when you're town. talking about rising. Yeah. 8.
1: But they mentioned it on the debate during the debate. They actually posted them. It looked. Like, he made it at a... um,
2: In his front yard, backyard, rather. Yes,
1: exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. So, let's go ahead and um, jump back into the show. So, I didn't have much. Just excited to get this show going. Getting ready to head on another outing with the family. Doing a, a cruise with the family. My wife and kids. And we're taking two other families with us. So, looking forward to it. But uh, Ryza, do you have a joke for us or was uh, the Eminem Vivek thing your joke?
0: No, I don't, but Sophie should. Hold on one second. Let me go grab her.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hey (laughs) there. Hello. You got on your head.
3: I got my bonnet on my head.
2: Okay. Nice. Because
3: I was laying in my bed.
2: Oh, we woke you, we we got you out your bed?
3: Technically.
1: Were you getting your beauty slumber?
3: (laughs) Not exactly slumber, just chillaxing.
1: Chillaxing? Yeah. Mm, So is that like a mix of... Chill and laxing?
3: I don't
0: know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. I do know what the word it means. Chill out, and chilling out.
1: That's what the cool kids said.
3: No, that's what Is I said. Is that I what the say, cool kids say? Cool Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I say it, and I'm a cool kid. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I was. Exactly what I was thinking. I, I've never heard your dad say it, so you know. Yeah. And, and then I'm there's a that cool kid, daddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're the editor of the video. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did say that. <laughs> <Nerd>.
1: <laughs> you what? said your dad was a nerd.
3: Yeah, he watched docu- He watches documentaries about comics instead of reading the comics.
0: <laughs> I do read the comics as well, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you, I, I, I catch you watching a whole bunch of documentaries though. Yeah, comics. yeah.
0: Oh, speaking yeah, of documentaries, kind of... man, Ladies Night on Netflix is another one that's really really good. I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, Buff you might have mentioned it or brought it up earlier. But yeah, uh Yeah. Good. Yeah, go check that out, man. It's it's a pretty cool documentary about like women in the hip-hop industry.
2: The block party I went to, a lot of them were there. Queen Latifah, um Remy Ma, uh the lady that does Ladies First with Queen Latifah the name, But yeah.
0: Uh Angie Martinez?
2: No, 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 no. no. That's uh Ah, it come to
0: me. That was ladies' night. Never
2: mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was the was sweetie there or
2: no? No shade to sweetie. By the way.
1: Who are the, who are the hot who are the hot, hot who are the hot people these days?
2: He's one of them. Yeah, yeah. sweetie.
0: um Doja Cat. uh Who else is on there? they are getting off That's topic. Enough. Oh, we are getting off topic. So I'm sorry. Thank Go you. ahead, baby. It's Go time ahead. for my
3: joke. I'm not yes. supposed to actually sit through the podcast. Oh my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you, you call it? your
0: joke? Better be funny. You, you can get back to chillaxing. Yeah. Go
3: ahead. No, no, you're supposed to say it. It's so you're the cool kid. Oh my bad. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what do you call it? two ducks and a cow?
1: <laughs> Crackers and milk.
2: Crackers. and What? <laughs> no.
1: That's
3: actually, it. No, 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 that is it. That is it. It is it. Quackers and milk.
0: That oh, is it. it? <laughs> he
1: got it. Well, I, wow. Now what are we gonna do? <laughs> we need a joke. Hey, it only took. It only took four years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I gave you guys too long again. Yeah, yeah. yeah this happened last time yeah. when yeah. I first. I'm gonna cut it out. and I'm
2: just I gonna mean, I, I, I jumped on it. I jumped on it. He just kind of <laughs> whispered it though. Yeah. <laughs> good job girl
0: really.
3: quackers and milk so daddy can edit it
0: there you go <laughs> i'm gonna edit it <laughs> all right so what we got who's first uh buff you buff didn't you didn't get a, yeah, you didn't get one last week so
2: all right all right let's set this thing off man if you're listening to us on content vi- content videos powered by inspire you thank you for tuning in and if you're listening to any of the podcast platforms we we'll appreciate you make sure you subscribe Tell a friend or two to subscribe as well. Um, We've been talking a lot about politics with the debate being last week. Um, But I kind of want to talk about a politician, but not necessarily politics, although it'll probably delve into that. So we all know we had the shooting in Jacksonville over the, what was that? Was it the weekend? Over the weekend? On the 26th, that was Friday? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So we had the uh, shooting where I'm not going to mention his name, white shooter, uh, first tried to attack uh, HBCU, uh, EWU, Edward Waters University. He was uh, turned away. And so he wound up going to a Dollar General, a family dollar, one of them. And he killed three people, uh, one by the name of Angela Carr, 52 years old, A.J. Laguerre, 19 years old, and Gerald Gerald, uh, Galligan. Uh, who's 29 years old uh, has a 4 year old daughter by the way that he's leaving behind uh, but basically he wanted he specifically wanted to kill black people uh, you know he embraced the swastikas and all that kind of stuff so I said all that this, asked this question DeSantis came and uh, spoke uh, to you know the family members of the uh, deceased and a lot of the community people in the area And he was booed and stuff like that. And a lot of people are saying that DeSantis has blood on his hands. And they're saying that because of how he's been towards how black history is being taught in schools in the state of Florida. And, you know, he's you know, he's pretty much pro gun and has done what he can to make it easier to get guns in the state of Florida. Do you two gentlemen agree that DeSantis has blood on his hands
1: Yes And the reason I say that is It reminds me of a similar conversation we had um, When Dion Sanders Coach Prime Talked about black athletes And um, what he wanted in a black player I feel like a lot of these politicians A lot of these Especially conservative politicians Probably feel just like DeSantis But they have enough tact, generally, or usually, to not say exactly what they're thinking and to put it in, not only to put it in effect, to champion it and to villainize anything that goes against their cause. So... Just like how, De- you remember when Dion was talking about he wanted, a, he when he looks for a, a quarterback, he wants somebody that comes from a two parent household and all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, yeah, a lot of coaches probably think that, right? But they don't say it because they know it's more harmful to good. I can say or do or whatever I want behind the scenes. It's like coachmen have never had a black quarterback. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of white people who hate, who cringe every time black history month comes up, who cringe every time anything talks about slavery or, you know, affirmative action or anything dealing with civil rights or not shining their glorious, uh, white history in the, the, the best of light. But they just deal with it. Like the rest of the world, DeSantis has put a target on he he villainizes this stuff. I'm, I'm almost not surprised that it's not too long after he made his big national presence at the debate. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a, um, if there's a letter or something referencing the debate and that just being the, a a huge manifesto saying, this is the thing that triggered it. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's 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 bound to happen because the we talked about the U.S. as a as a whole and this identity and I think there's a we're divided, but he was the spark, he was the fuel that some sick individual needed to make it happen. You know, there's usually there's usually a, a trigger, so if anything, he's he's a trigger. Just like Trump was a trigger on um, January six, he was a trigger.
0: Can we rico? We should rico him. Um, no, <laughs>
1: <sighs> that's scary because they're they're playing ball now. They're 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 playing chess.
0: Yeah, I I I semi agree. I but I don't like the overuse of that word "blood on your hands." You got blood on your hands. Um, I mean it transitive property you can say if that's the case you can say everybody that voted for him has blood on their hands right like this it's not like that his his rhetoric oh okay all right well i mean truthfully that that's what you have to go to because his rhetoric hasn't changed right he is running on the things that his constituents want to hear um and so he does does he have a responsibility to watch what he say and reach across the aisle and do the better for humanity and all that stuff, he's a politician. Technically, he doesn't. He, his job is to do what his constituents tell him to do, right? And and so ultimately, I think, like you said, Ferg, I, I ultimately put it on the folks who voted him in, the folks who voted the state senators in and the state Congress in and, and you know, the legislators in. Those are the folks that actually made a lot of these laws that actually passed it yeah DeSantis signed it but ultimately he didn't again going back to the little video where he's like we got to go back to elementary school um, you know uh, what is it social studies and talk about the legislative branch and the executive branch uh, DeSantis is the executive branch alright he is executing the laws that are on the books he might be pushing some he might be talking uh, and having that rhetoric out there but the laws that we talk about that make gun laws easier, right? It's easy to get guns there. You won't do background checks. I don't know if any of that would have stopped this shooter, right? Like, if unless he has a history of mental illness or something like that, you can't do anything. And and then you talk will. about, I mean, then you talk about the, the FBI isn't doing anything about white nationalism, right? They actually listed it as, one of the the what is it the biggest uh national security threat is white nationalism they put that into it but they're not doing anything about it right uh that that dude that's all about the swastikas and and neo-nazism and all the stuff whatever he's uh on at the time nobody nobody was they ain't have a sting on him but the black panthers they damn sure put a sting on them real quick right like that that's what i'm saying like there's so many more people that's involved with this Jacksonville shooter than just DeSantis. So no, I don't want to put just the onus on him. I mean, it's everybody involved that got him to where he is. Everybody that's involved in the legislature that got that, uh, that legislature or those uh, laws passed. It's everybody involved that comes along with, rewriting history right i mean is it just DeSantis, or is it it the daughters of the confederacy that's back out there trying to change on um, what we teach in schools and everything like that that department of education that's uh trying to whitewash it everybody has blood on their hands if it's just Santos but along with that i agree that they booed him i agree that we need to stand up and say hey you got to take some responsibility for this too and make sure that people know he is the reason why his rhetoric is the reason we got to vote him out uh and so if you want to tie it to him that's cool but it's just uh, it's almost like calling people toxic at this point saying oh he has blood on his hands i i I, I think it's a little bit too far
1: yeah I don't use word I mean blood on the hands I don't get caught up in the in the verbiage. the verbiage I'm more so like he is the flame he's the person that's
0: Oh, he's stoking it. Yeah, Trump he's definitely stoking a, it. Yeah.
1: So, Trump didn't sign a, a legislative uh, anything to get January 6th to happen. He's the person who built up that energy, created this environment where this is more um, acceptable, even to the point where you're blaming you, and I'll blame them too. Like, people have to be smarter for putting him in office, but they put him in office because of what he was saying. Like it's not like, hey, we need a candidate that's gonna say this. Like, excuse me, I'll say this. It's like I'm gonna say this crap, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was already saying it. They just put him in office because they liked what he was saying. He was already saying it. That's why he got put in office. That's not how
0: politicians work. They everything that a politician says has been vetted usually, um, and that's what his campaign is like. Yes, let's go with this. It's gonna play well with the base. It's gonna play well with this. Like, they, they're scripted. So, their talking points are very scripted. And he might... And that's why they say him over and over and over again. Because their team has said, this will play. This will play. Um, now, granted, they have to... You know, they got to sign off on him. Like, okay, I'll say it, like you said. But it's not off the dome, him just saying this stuff. He probably believes it. Oh, oh. But so he's his,
2: a pawn. His okay. team, he's a pawn. His
0: team is, is, is putting that pawn. together. Most of them are.
1: He's a victim. So... I oh, disagree no, not with both of you guys.
0: Oh, you disagree with both of us? Interesting.
2: Yes. Um, Tupac famously had to go to court because someone uh, shot at some cops and they blamed it on his lyrics. And I dis—I didn't agree with that then. I can't agree with it now. Um, I think sick individuals are going to find a reason to be sick no matter what's said or done. They're going to they're gonna, if, if your mind is that warped to where you're willing to do something like that, you will find anything that convinces you to do that. So it doesn't matter what the rhetoric is. The reason why I think we can use Trump as a better example of what happened on the 6th is because not only did he build up the case that this is a lie, it was stolen, it was stolen, this is a lie. He invited people to the city he gave them a speech personally and literally told them to march to the Capitol and that he would be with them. DeSantis hasn't done anything close to that. Now, yes, he may have said things that this shooter agreed with, like you know we we need to you know curb back Black History teaching and things like that. But I mean, crazy people in this case, DeSantis. But you know, bad people say things that people say things that bad people gravitate to all the time and agree with. That doesn't mean that you're to blame for their crime. Hell, many Americans believe that we shouldn't have been in uh, Kuwait. So did Bin Laden. So uh, did everybody who believed that we shouldn't be in Kuwait be uh, tagged with what Bin Laden did on 9-11? No. Now, if, if the senator's was out here saying things like Bill Bennett once said, when he said if you want to lower the crime rate, one of the things you can do is abort every black baby, then okay, now we more in line with he got blood on his hands because he's veily suggested killing black people. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's a reach, and while I disagree with what he's proposed in that state, vehemently disagree, I think it's a reach to say, hey, we don't want white people to feel bad about what we did in the past. We don't want to tell the complete story of slavery, you know, uh making woke a four letter word. It is a four-letter word, but you know what I mean. Like a, <laughs> a bad word or whatever like that. <laughs> so um I I cannot I can't co sign that one. I think this was a sick I mean, for that matter, uh Dil- Dylan Roof, I mean like we've, we've had plenty of people who have done crazy things without hearing any Reddit. My last point is this. People like this guy, they don't need people to encourage them to do something like this. The election, just the mere election of Obama with nobody using any type of rhetoric that DeSantis has used. Just the mere election of Obama increase white nationalists, increased uh, white terrorism and things like that. They don't need anybody to say anything to them because it's already there in their heart. Ah,
0: I, I agree with you I, on that one.
2: And I guess... One, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I agree with you
1: in principle. Like, for me, when I say blood on your hands, I'm not saying he's solely responsible. And I think I kind of open, like, it's, like, he's just as responsible, like the rest of these policies, like, politicians. Like, it's... The system you're in, or the system he's creating is just it just leans more to this that the same way I'm saying the people that elected him was like it's you, you have on like you're creating this environment we're creating this thing we're normalizing these things and until you you know until you fight against it you, you're you're you're, you're, uh, you're allowing it to happen you're you're and then for him not only is he allowing it to happen I feel like he's fla- fanning the flames of the fire for these sick people and stuff like that yeah they're gonna kill somebody but Hey, it might have been six months from now. I was like, "That's what I needed." You know, um, that's what I said the man. He might get a man. We might see a manifesto because there's always something that, usually, there's something that just is the catalyst for this.
0: Yeah, but I mean, when, when you think to, to Buff's comment, right? Like, you got to think about what he did going there, speaking out against it, saying it was wrong. Is a far cry from when white people were killing people back in the 1950s and the governors and mayors and everything wouldn't say anything. They they, they just kind of were quiet about it, right? So, like, that's, the, I think, the big difference. And that's why I was talking about the whole... I, I'll, I'll lay some it on him, like the ease of getting the guns and all of that stuff, but I, I don't put the blood on his hands because it's like, he did... he, he Like I said, he never went out and said, hey, go kill black people. And when a black person is killed, he's like, yo, that's wrong. What are y'all doing? Like, you know, so I, I think there there's a very different shift of saying of, of trying to lay the blame on him versus like you talked about the system just encouraging it more uh, now or not more, actually less than what it was, but it's still not enough for us. Right. The system still encourages it or at least excuses it a little bit. They may get off a little easier. They they um, they're going to be treated in the media better than, say, if a black person killed a white person. Those are the things that are still there and still prevalent for us.
1: Okay. I can agree to
2: that. Oh, good question, man. Yeah, I actually changed it from what I was going to ask once that happened. I was like, you know, ask that why that's hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: You're up, Rosie. All
0: right. Um, right. We've talked a little bit about this when we were talking about you know men wanting to be kept and, and all of that, but I I saw a post somebody was just saying uh, men men want to be chased uh, these days I and it was literally like
2: just read that you just
0: read that yeah <laughs> yes, yeah it was like
2: yeah. I'm not chasing you princess or something like yeah that. yeah <laughs> like that. so
0: I've been seeing that shared a few uh, by a few people and so I just want to ask you guys I mean do do guys want to be chased nowadays?
2: I think that's probably a question better for the women who are, are posting it so my answer is only a guess and my guess is it's not so much that men want to be chased they're just not chasing women like we used to like like they're saying like we, we've said that men are now realizing their worth I think it's a combination of all that I think some men are just realizing man you know I'm a good catch in myself so I ain't gotta chase nobody Like, I'll put forth an effort, I'll approach a woman, but I'm not doing all that chasing. So it could be that. Uh, It could be simply that women feel like men feel like they should approach them. Which, if we're all about equality, 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 then that should be okay. So, I don't know exactly what it is, but those are my guesses. Um, It's kind of annoying seeing that post, but i'm not I'm not in the battlefield of dating, so I don't really know quite what's going on, but those are my guesses.
1: I'm similar to you uh buff. I've been out of the game too long to know exactly what's going on um but what i I think you're right I think guys have kind of started realizing more their their not even their worth. I feel like women have become more aggressive and sexuality is more open than it was. And so they don't have to put in the same effort that they used to. Women are more sexually free. I mean, we talk about sneaky links. It's all these new terms for just like having casual sex and stuff like that. So why am I chasing a woman? You know, why am I chasing people? It's we're just not as hell bent, And I don't know, I don't know what they're, what they want them to chase for. Like, are they trying to chase to be in a relationship? Are they trying to chase to have sex? W- exactly what, what do they want men to do? I guess that's the question. What do you want? Is you want more men to come to you as this, you know, this, you know, like I'm trying to be with you or you, do a, Does the guy need to approach you at the bar? I mean, it might, Lend itself to one of the questions you asked earlier this year, Rising, when we talked about uh, club culture and bottle service and stuff like that, where guys are at the club, they're posted up and they want women to approach them, right? Like we got a table. Hey, how y'all doing? Whatever the case may be, it's because it's 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 a game now. It's a different game. Women are like uh, women are coming to guys to like oh we want to be at your table we want to be in your area not all women you know you guys have your own money and all that stuff and you're not uh, searching for a set out and all that stuff but women are becoming more aggressive so like that we get a section you know if we know we went to the club tonight and we got a section we don't have to take any chicks with us because there's going to be women at the club who would want to come to our section Mm -hmm. and so we expect them to kind of approach or give us that give us that hint that they want to come to the Mm -hmm. section So we're not I'm not going to the bar and offering to buy you a drink. I'm not doing these things that I guess were women were accustomed to. I don't think guys want to be chased. I just think the game has changed a little bit and we're changing the way we look at relationships or the, you know, the dating game. And so are women. And when it's not normal or what they've been used to, it's easy just to say men want to be chased or kept or whatever the case may be
2: women, we really need y'all to uh, weigh in on this one because y- y'all saying men want to be chased, but I also see on a daily basis, you guys complaining about men being in your inboxes. Please don't send me a good morning text.
1: Grand Rising, oh, all that stuff. You're a right. A woman
2: ain't got time for a wyd text. So, is it that men are chasing y'all, but y'all are complaining about how they're chasing you, so they just throw their hands up and say, well, fine, I'll let you come to me. So, I... Cause I personally, I, I I didn't understand what was wrong with the good morning text. Mm-hmm. I have heard women explain that if that's all you say, then yeah, well then it's not the good morning text that you have a problem with. It's that they're not showing the proper interest that it takes to get you. They're not following it that up. That's the issue. It's not the what you're doing text. I think Rise, you made a TikTok on this one time on the mm-hmm. what you're doing text. Like if you ask if you ask a woman what you're doing, you asking her because you're trying to see if she's available. You may want to take her out. We may want to go get some drinks. I may got some tickets to a show. But you talking about you, uh, a woman that's paying $1,000 in bills and you ain't got time for that. Okay, well then you miss out. Right. So right. I- I'm a little confused on that too because they're saying they're doing all the chasing but then also complaining how we do the chasing. So which one is it?
0: And, and I didn't take it as like just the approaching piece of it. I, I felt like it was past the first introduction we met and now you feel like you know i I, i'm saying you should be chasing me you should should be trying to win me over and what i will say is yes i want to be chased yes Yes. because guess what i have the pick of the litter i i I mean let's just let's just call it what it is like when, you know, the Kevin Samuels, high value man, right? Like if you're, you're trying to get these high value men, if you're trying to get the good guys out there, um, they have options. And, you know, I always talked about, I know when I'm in a relationship, when I wake up and I ain't got no more. It's like, that is the chase that I'm talking about. Um, it's, it's there, there is this race, right? And I, I really feel like women, I always talk about this whole going back to they want a 1950s, 1920s relationship where the guy's courting them and they don't really have to do anything and the guy's like putting all their effort in and you ain't doing nothing but sitting there and looking cute and going out on the date and laughing and joking with them and you think that's enough. That's not enough now. Guys are to the point where it's like, we, we talked a little bit about it when we talked about the post about Um, guys want emotional relationships with their friends and they just want the women for sex and stuff like that it's that we we don't necessarily need a woman for that emotional support guys are supporting each other more right and now you talked about the whole sex is a a lot more easy to get now they're more a lot more free so i don't need a relationship for sex anymore so you do have to chase me if you want a relationship. You have to sell me. You have to court me, just like I have to court you. It's not I set my eyes on you. You're the most beautiful girl in the world, so I'm just gonna try everything I can to get you anymore. It really is. You're beautiful. I approached you and got your number. Now you got to keep me, Shawty. Like you have to chase me a little bit.
2: He's playing hard to get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and you know it should it should be reciprocal, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's it's like oh you chase me and I, I give you just a good morning text or I only respond when you text me and I never text you back or I'm never texting you first or I'm never calling you or whatever you know I'm not I'm not setting up dates um, it's always on you to set up dates but I'll be 100% if I'm always the one initiating the conversation if I'm always the one setting the dates if I'm always the one that's making the plans I'm going to lose interest so because that, that's not what I'm looking for that's not what I need I need somebody to to be my helpmate and be the person that's gonna bring something to the table I, I hate to say it like that but like take something off my plate
1: it, and I think part of it is it's, it's maturity true and the the people asking this question are probably more mature or older you know as the, the late great Kevin Samuels would say the leftovers <laughs> um <laughs> All jokes, people. All jokes. But what I'm saying is, when we were young, and when you were 16, 17, 18, 19, 20s, what was the most important thing in the world? Come on, you say? You say? You say? And so that that's when it was the prize, right? Now that you know the average guy has had his fair share, and I'm not knocking. I still love it. You know, gets me up in the morning. You know, but at the end of the day, that the priority of that is not it's not the same, right? There's so many more things that I have um that I have to prioritize with my life. I have a friend who's, you know, about our age, just got in a relationship, he's dating somebody who's a little younger, and he's just like, She just wants she just wanna have sex all the time. It's like, I'm cool, but it's like, man, I got to do <laughs> and you know like I have to do and it's love it is great but at the same time it's not the most important thing in the world to me anymore Mm -hmm. like are you are you pouring into me the same way I'm pouring into you because I always take it away from man versus woman it's like just it's human nature I want somebody who acts like or shows me they're just as interested in me as I am into them um why would you would be mad women if you met a guy and you had to fix all the dates. You had to initiate all the calls. You had to do the things that I think a lot of women, I'm assuming correct me if I'm wrong. You want guys to do like it's, it could be 70 30. It could be something. I think buff you talk about when Tabitha does certain things, like when she treats you well on father's day or your birthday, or, you know, she takes you like, like, those things mean a lot mm-hmm. those are things that wives do that make guys feel great and you 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 don't understand why those are the things that keep a man right those are the things that keep me interested when my wife makes me feel like just wanted and appreciated and that she shows that she still cares and loves 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 me those things are the things that get me through the day you know, why am I doing this? Why am I spending my time? Why am I just with her? Because she's giving me the things I need. Honestly, ladies, they can get anywhere. It, it is what it is. I, you know, I literally was talking to another gentleman, a single gentleman the other day. Yesterday we did lunch and he was talking about he's in a, a fairly new relationship and the things or the way his new um, lady is teaching him and bring or t- doing and bringing to the table all this is new he's been he was married for years like he's so impressed and he's just like this is so different for me like to better to put in a better terms he reminded me of the way i talk about z like she was a breath of fresh air like she does things that nobody else does has done for me or with me or says and encourages me like those things mean a lot and I'm not saying be a crutch, ladies, because a lot black women have been, you know, black men have been leaning on black women a lot these years. And these, I'm not saying that, but encourage him to be the best person of themselves. Encourage him to be better, not nag, but encourage him and give him the same. It's the gold. This is so crazy. We have this huge thing called the golden rule and I'm done. We have this huge thing called the golden rule. Do, do unto others as you have them do unto you. But that stops when it comes to dating your job, your kids your friends, everything in the world, those rules apply, except when it comes to dating
0: yeah, I'm not paying for anything I'm not coming to pick you up I'm not going to meet you, I'm going to do this, I, like, at, at that point especially like you talk about our age group it's just, it's it's different it's like, well, I don't have all that I don't have all that to give, right? I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, so, I'm sorry um, because yeah. well, you, you know, ain't a real
1: man anyway. So right,
0: right. I, I guess not. I mean, I, I was watching a video and they were talking about um, it, it got it kind of flipped it when the girl was like, you know, the, you're asking me to do wife stuff, right? And and I, you hear that a lot, like they they want me to chase them and those that that breath of fresh air you're talking about and those extra things. They're like, well, those are wife duties and everything. And the dude flipped it back and he was like, um, why do you want to be me with me right now? And she was like. Because you protect me because you provide for me you give me this uh feel this safe space and stuff and he's like guess what those are husband duties right you want to be with me because you want to marry me those are husband duties uh and then he's like all i'm asking for you is to support me to be a helpmate to me to be there when i need you to yes clean up if you know i'm coming in late cook, make sure dinner's there if i'm coming in late T- have a conversation with me i'm not saying cook every night but at the same time cook some of the nights right do those wifely duties that you're talking about are wifely duties you gotta be my wife before you become my wife and so if you're not doing those things on the front end ladies if you're not going into relationships with that mentality of i'm gonna treat you like i'm your wife you're probably not it's gonna be very difficult for you to become a wife because that's that's what first that's what made us marry you
1: okay i mean I'm gonna go into my question, and I'm gonna let you guys see if this is a valid question, or if it's too similar to what we're talking about. But it's definitely a good segue. So, ladies, we talked about you guys, and you know how to think of things different. And I'm gonna challenge the brothers to to hopefully maybe learn myself and give uh, inspiration to other guys. So, randomly, this past weekend I was watching the Tina Turner documentary have either one of you guys seen it I think it came out in 2021
2: yeah I, I think haven't. it was
1: really good and it was a part uh for one all the respect like I I had I found I had a newfound respect for her after watching the video I mean the the documentary I think we all kind of respected Tina Turner just for being this icon that she was but understanding and you know what she went through but understanding her story and who she really wanted to be I just never really rocked with her that way because I'm like she's kind of you know she's not what I'm used to but she really was a rock star that's what she wanted to be even though I, I wanted to put her in this R&B bucket mm-hmm. We wanted her like, to to R- not R&B yeah. and that yeah. explains yeah that's what we that's what an older black woman's supposed to be like you ain't supposed to be a rock star you know and then you wear these wigs and you have this big hair it was like she was a, a rock star. That's what rock stars look like. The wigs and the big hair and, you know, the dance moves, all this stuff. So just a side note, all the respect in the world for the late, great Tina Turner. But during her interview, uh, she was talking about, you know, we all know about what's love got to do with it and her her tumultuous relationship with Ike. With Ike. And she talked, she was she didn't find love until a very Old age. I think she was maybe around in her fifty,
2: se- in her seventies. I thought. Was it? A, was it?
1: She got married in her seventies. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. She. Found but she them started in
1: her dating. 50-ish. She okay. found they. I think they were dating for twenty seven years before they got married. And there was an interview when she was talking about dating, and she said something, and I'm going to paraphrase. She said. After dealing with what she's been dealing with, she just wants a strong man to wear the trousers, but not but not dominate me. And that was like, hmm. That makes sense. But, so my question is: how do you find this balance? How do you become this type of man? Because I feel like society teaches us, you know, one way to do things. They don't really teach us how to be this, you know, to be a leader, but to be compassionate and all the stuff. It's it's about winning, 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 conquering, 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 you know, be the best alpha male. Like, I don't think we're really taught to balance these things. Does that make sense? Where you want to be this, like she said, she basically, I want this provider, protector, but also want this guy who's who's open enough to just let me be me. And I feel like we try to do that, we try to be a balance of that. But it's not natural because our the way we're taught is to be the dominators, to win, to be the champions, to be I am man, hear me roar. And when she said that, it made me think it's like, once again, just like I said, men are taught to nurture and raise kids instinctively. You know, are we kind of being taught the wrong? Are we being taught the wrong way to date? or to, uh, to lead?
2: Possibly talk the wrong way to lead. Uh, but you gotta I guess you need an example of it, but you know, you, you, when you ask how can we find that balance, it's just, it's simply put, being a good leader. A good leader does exactly what she asked for. A good leader leads, protects, but doesn't dominate. A good leader listens to his teammates or subjects or whatever example you want to use. A good leader values input. A good leader looks at his his spouse as his partner and, and 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 recognizes that they're not always right about a situation. You take your strengths and you you apply it to that relationship and whatever she's better at than you, you you defer to her. And I feel like that's what what Tina was saying was like, I still want even though she went through what she went through, with, I she still wanted a strong man. She just didn't want someone that, you know, did even half the stuff he did and, and just dominated her. She wanted to feel like she mattered, loved, protected, uh, that her opinion was valued and all of that stuff all of that is being a good leader it's not it's not winning every argument it's not forcibly having your way you know using your physical strength against a woman it's not belittling her b- belittling her talking down to her or anything like that it's 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 is everything that i mentioned like
1: good good answer i'm going to come back to what you said but i want Rosie to pick it up okay
0: yeah, I, I agree, Buff. I think, so I did a lot of leadership coaching when I was an agile coach. So two years of my career, that's what I did, was teach leaders how to be leaders. Uh, and and the biggest thing that I had to teach my leaders was empowerment. Like so many managers, leaders in the organization, uh, what they want to do is they want to tell Right. And that's, I think what she's talking about that dominate, it's like, I tell you everything to do. I'm not only I, because I'm leading the household, quote unquote, that means that I tell you what you need to do with your life and with your decisions and everything like that. And what you have to try to get leaders to understand is that you have to empower the people around you to be able to, Hey, it's your call. I'm going to, sometimes it might be a tale. Right. Uh, th- there's a continuum there. We-, we talk about it's it's a sale or it's a tail. Uh, and so sometimes I'm going to try to sell you on it, but it's still your call. Sometimes I'm going to completely defer to you and it's your call, whatever, you know, and and, and let you live your life and kind of make those decisions. Uh, and sometimes it is a tail. It's a 100 percent. Hey, I made this call. This is what we're going to do. Um, and And hey, that's how it has to be. And you don't have to deliver that in a negative way. And I think you have to enter into relationships that way too, right? It's like, even if I am the head of the household and I'm that protector and, and the leadership, but hey, it's your career. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your career. If you want to go this way, that way, whatever, that's on you. Um, and But sometimes I'm going to be like, whoa, hey, budget wise for the house, that's not going to work. I had to do that with Jen when she was just like, hey, I want to do all this stuff with Jenica Kimberly all at the same time. And I'm like whoa shawty like you know like we can't do it all let's do this let's let's get a plan like and then we collaborated on it right and we came up with the plan so sometimes it is where you just have to you have to kind of put that roadblocks in there and and, and throw the flag up and and be like yo I'm, I'm calling a veto on this uh but also you gotta give your spouse that room to be able to throw that red flag and veto too so even if you you do come in with that tail and like hey, here's what we're about to do. They they can just throw that flag and be like, "No, I'm vetoing that. That that ain't going to work for me." So you got to be able to give and take, but you got to really empower them to be able to kind of guide them, protect them as as a head of household, but at the same time, let them do their thing and let them feel empowered. Cuz I think a lot of times people will say that, but then don't give the don't really give the power up. Um you know, that, that person doesn't feel like they can make those calls and the decisions. It guys, I'll tell you, if, if your lady is calling you like, Hey, I need to buy this thing. And they're like scared to do it. That type of thing there, there may be an issue there, right? Like you're, you're being overpowering and you're domineering and dominating. Um, so at, at a certain point, you gotta be able to, they gotta be able to feel comfortable be like, yeah, I bought this thing. Let me tell you about it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Like you, you gotta y'all gotta talk about that. Y'all gotta have that conversation and, and figure out how much you're gonna empower them, but you gotta be ready to empower them.
1: Man, uh Byron, I said I was gonna come back to your statement. I think Rosie took where I was gonna go. Because put it this way, I've known you damn near my whole life. Since nineteen ninety-two. From what I've seen, you as a, a husband, as just as, in a career wise, you seem like you would make a great leader. I would follow you, right? I mean, I could work for you. I could work under you. I can work with you. Um, but Rizie probably can attest to this. That's why he just said he had to train. Most leaders or most managers aren't equipped to train, I mean, to lead effectively. Mm-hmm. We just assume leading is easy. You can be in a leadership role and not lead. You know, um, they'll just make the quarterback the team captain. He's not a leader. You know, um, and the same thing in marriage. And we say this, we say it all the time. People don't quit companies. They quit, quit leadership. They quit, quit management. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot that happens in marriages as well, where we're not taught or people aren't taught to properly lead. And if you really think about it, this new dynamic, even in the workplace where you're doing more, um, uh, employee empowerment, trying to, um, human capital management and get the best talent, you know, all this stuff. It's fairly new. You know, employees were just like slaves. You know, it was there's been a lot of workers, you know, rights and stuff like that in the last couple of years, last generation or two. Prior to then, if you're an employee, you're almost a slave. You know, I go back to, you know, the Christmas carol. If you're thinking about how this guy, you know, Scrooge was just bullying this guy into working for Christmas, like this is real life. There were managers and labor unions. People were dying you know, for starting strikes and stuff like that. And I say all that because this is how leadership was like, you can be a tyrant. And unfortunately that played out into marriages and relationships too. Hence how Ike was beating Tina's for years because he was a dictator in their marriage. And that was the norm. Like a lot of these, you know, a lot of our parents or their, their generation were like, they were in abusive relationships where granddad, you know, ruled with an iron fist or, more so now, and it was more acceptable now, I mean, then, because that's what it was. You know, they didn't, women didn't have a lot of voice. And I'm not making an excuse, what I'm saying, so the new dynamics of trying to have this relationship where it's, we're working as a partnership and all this stuff, they had a partnership, but it was a, it was a different thing. Women were just kind of like, almost employees of the fucking house you know
0: they had to manage up right they had to like do kind of underhanded things and, and work behind the scenes to do it and all of that you know like make 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 the husband think it was his idea so that he could get you know you could get it done and they yeah. had tricks and women would teach each other that yeah. to be
1: able to survive make him, That's very different make him than think today. he's the king of the house yeah make him think he's the king make him feel like the man of the house like those were tricks to kind of I feel like to manip- manipulate which excuse me, unfortunately they had to do. My thing is, you're not the norm, brother. Razi, you're not the norm. There's a lot of women who are just dealing with guys who want to lead, and you hear it all the time, who want to lead, who aren't equipped to lead. Or they want to lead, and they use the, the Bible verse talking about, you know, submit to your husband. They use they weaponize that. There's a reason that women are pushing back, and I get what Chena was saying. It's like, And and I'm not making an excuse for the guys, but I'm like, this is almost how you're taught. Everything else in the world teaches you just to go out and dominate. Like you're supposed to be a a protector, you're supposed to be a provider, you're supposed to be all these things, but it doesn't really teach you how to lead and to to nurture and to build those things. I mean, we've been in the military where people just abuse power because I I outrank you. I'm not, I have, I can give a damn about how you feel about this. I can give a damn about your expertise. I'm an 04 and you're a E6. I'm an E4 and you're E3. I remember we were in Afghanistan. They locked our heels because Mm -hmm. they outranked us by time and grade. We're the same freaking. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're the same rank. And it's like (laughs) it's like people misuse power and their idea of what power should be. And this, and you normalize it. And I think that 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 I always say we make marriage this anomaly, but I think it coincides with the rest of society people don't know how to lead. Like maybe they should teach more leadership classes in high school and, you know, working that. So when you're, when you're in a leadership role, um, maybe more equipped to lead. Now you understand, like I'm the leader of the house. This is how I'm told to, how I'm told to be. Um, I remember fam and i leave this fam's SBI program. When you came in, their business program was almost like a run, like a corporation. Mm-hmm. The higher your, you know, the higher your grade or your, you know, your your, your rank, the more power you have. So you're a freshman, you're an underling. Like you come in as a entry-level worker. You're doing all this stuff. You're working on projects. Rise is a, uh, a sophomore. He's a su- supervisor over these two teams. Byron's a junior. He's a COO. And then you have your seniors who are on the C-suite and doing all these things and yada, yada, yada. But you're taught how to work together and build and get promoted and move up and up, up and up and up. And a lot of people don't get that. The first time they get to a lot of people never get the lead. And the first chance they get the lead, they're abusing power. Because, I mean, Ike was the same way with the band. If you think about it, he abused Tina. He was a dictator with her. He was a dictator with the band. He was a dictator his whole life. But I feel like that's the only way he knew how to be. And I'm not taking any. I'm not bumping for Ike (laughs) at all, (laughs) you know, but I just feel like that. A lot of times we just think that people are being bad or they're just not doing it. It's like they don't know any other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And start
1: teaching people how to lead. Shout
0: out to Legacy Prep, the school um, that I sit on the board of. um, That's entrepreneurial leadership is actually what they're looking at for the theme of the school. Um, And so it's kind of cool that they'll they'll be teaching that. And just like you talked about that project level, corporate levels and things like that, that's what they'll be kind of doing. In the school. Um, so, you know, that I agree, Ferg. I think we need to teach that more and teach that leadership and those leadership qualities and and teach the new, what, what we call Management 3.0 in, in in the industry. Like, Management 3.0 is what you're talking about that, that collaborative approach to leadership versus like the hierarchical, you know, I, I'm the dictator, I'm the manager, you do what I tell you to do type thing. Uh, and so, we, we definitely have to reteach that and teach our young men that, yo, that's that's what life is now. It's not the 1950s anymore. And no, you can't go into a relationship thinking you're just going to rule with iron fist and she just has to submit to you and you get to tell her whatever that's going on and it's my house and you do what I tell you and all that. It don't work that way anymore, especially when women are bringing in half the income or sometimes more of the incomes. Like, you really can't, like, hover hold that over their head. I mean, We talk about why so many divorces are happening now, why divorce went up. It's because women can go out and open a bank account and sign a lease and everything without you. They don't need you anymore for that. So you don't have that power over them. Same way people can leave companies, right? Used to be they couldn't leave a company because the pension would go away and they wouldn't have that and they they couldn't take the retirement with them and everything. 401ks totally changed that. And that's why we have people moving from company to company now. And they're not staying with companies anymore because they don't—they're not tied to it. They don't have to stay with your company anymore, and so I—I I think it's just we definitely have a shift, and we've got to teach our young men about that shift. And there's—and st- you talked about Buff. There's a—we've—we've we've got a long way to go with a lot of stuff with LGBTQ and all of that. But this is another one. We got a long way to go. There's still a lot of guys that's still in relationship 2.0, and they need to move to relationship 3.0. Um and, and and figure that out um what relationships look like today.
2: I saw a guy on Twitter today quoting the Bible on why men should leave. And he he quoted that verse, you know, a woman should submit and obey to <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. man <laughs> It's sad, bro.
1: You know, I'm gonna leave with this because I hear this, I see this more and more. I see more people saying, I wish we could critique or grade our management. Like they do an annual review and a lot of progressive companies do that where you're giving me an annual review, but we're, we're doing a 360 uh, review, you know, that I give you what I did. And even then is a lot of times you, you, you're not going to just tell you my manager sucked because you, you don't want the backlash from it, but being able to get that feedback, you know, it's usually, I'm telling you what you're doing wrong, but you can't accept that. I'm saying, Hey, this is what I need to be better. If you're supposed to be leading and managing and helping me grow and prosper, this is what I need from you. Um, I've lost, left two companies because of bad management in the last three years. Bad management would change it. And I would say, imagine like a company being your job, being like a marriage where once you start this job, it's for better or for worse to, to death do its part. I would be miserable, you know? So with that being said, fellas, go ahead and do our, our parting shots.
0: Um, I just want to say shout out to Gabriel Simmons. Um, so that's our classmate, class of 99 at John L. LaFleur. She was appointed by Governor Kay Ivey uh, to the parole board. That's a huge, huge appointment um, to get a govern a guberna- gubernatorial appointment. So um, that's huge. Shout out to her. Shout out to class of 99. Love LaFleur. Um, so uh, speaking of LaFleur, it's almost time for all class. So don't forget football season just uh started it's popping off i think we won the first game in our brand new stadium shout out to y'all for that uh and i am excited for all class this year based on that
1: isn't it isn't that isn't ryan powell the coach coach powell
2: least, so. i think yeah. so
1: yeah yeah so congratulations ryan he went to school with us as well i think he was either 2000 or 2001 so congrats on that first victory the season in our new stadium so I was I was gonna hit on that bro you stole my thunder
0: I'm sorry man I'm sorry (laughs) that's all you got yeah that's it man
2: um I I am getting nervous and it's not because political experts are telling me it's because it's what I said way back in 2020 when Biden ran for president I wanted him to win and do one term and during that term groom whomever he picked as VP it wound up being Kamala Harris groom that person to be the candidate for 2024 and additional Democratic candidates could uh, jump in and we choose from there I know Biden has done a lot of good things during his one term and I'm, I'm happy for that. Unemployment is below 4% we outpace nearly every country in the world when it comes to lowering inflation uh, we're adding like more than 300,000 jobs a month with that said He's old. And we talked about ageism on this show before and whether or not that was fair or not. Was that, a, was that the last of the isms that was okay to do? Uh, I forgot what the answers were, but I know they were different answers. But not only is he losing black support, like Razio mentioned at the top of the show, but he's he's going beyond gaffes. Like he, he is having like, before I eyes like huge, I can't even call them memory lapses. It's like he's remembering history in a whole different way. He said that he was one of the ones that convinced Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. There's a couple of things wrong with that. One, Strom Thurmond did not vote in favor of the Civil Rights Act. Two, he was not in the Senate when the Civil Rights Act passed. Three, of all the senators for him to name Strong thermos is infamously famously or infamous. I can't even say the word infamous. Yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> infamous, he, he, yeah, yeah God damn that word that word Yeah my yeah. <laughs> yeah that um,
0: Angela, Angela <laughs> Yeah
2: Y'all got some words on
0: y'all
2: right? <laughs> <Shalom> again <laughs> <laughs> But um I messed up my serious point but um Yeah, he filibustered the Civil Rights Act in, I think, 1957, something like that. Uh, Biden didn't even come into the Senate until 1973. So it's just 2023. We still got a whole nother year to go. I mentioned how he won't be able to use COVID to hide this time. He's going to have to campaign. And the more he's out there, the more we're going to see, I think, things like this. So I am worried. I still hope if it comes down to him in 45 that he pulls it out. But I think we're essentially voting for Harris now. Like yeah. a, vote for, a vote for him is essentially a vote for Harris. So it's going to get my concern out there. I hope I'm proved wrong. We shall see. It's a long way to go. Um, but just wanted to go on record of saying that, man. I'm a yeah. little do, concerned.
0: Do you think one of two things is happening? Um, one, we like we said, Republicans is just better at politics because that should have been the answer, right? Is groom her, let her take over and maybe get three democratic terms, right? Because it's it's very easy for him to to shift that power and then she gets an incumbency uh, which usually gives her that second term. So we would have had three uh, terms of Democrats. Um, But do you think he's waiting just waiting until it's too late for anybody else to jump in to announce and pull out so then she'd be kind of the de facto candidate?
2: I, I do. I, I thought if he was gonna pull out it would have been after the midterms. And he had a very good showing historically uh during the midterms. So I thought if he was going to say, Hey, I'm only doing one turn, that was gonna be the time after the midterms were over. So I don't yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen now.
0: Yeah. I, I that's I'm I'm still have I still have my fingers crossed that that's what's gonna not happen. Hope for that? Okay. Yeah, that,
2: that he'll he'll just you know <laughs>
0: it's it's too late for a primary, so Kamala just kinda automatically takes in and becomes the candidate or the nominee for um the Democrats because it's so late in Can, the game that you know he they, they have no choice.
1: But could she beat Trump? Yeah <sighs> uh, So it's, like, it's all pointless if if you know if yeah.
2: I, I, you know, uh, his candidacy does worry me, but I don't want to talk like he's unbeatable. He's ran in two elections. He's never won the majority of the popular vote. I know that doesn't mean as much as electoral, but what I'm saying is when he has won, it was barely. You know what I mean? And so she can win. I think more people, like the people that are feeling anxious about Biden like I am, they probably will be more enthusiastic about her. But I mean, you could be right. She could she could push more people towards him. Like, they can say she's not ready or whatever the case may be. I'm not voting for a black woman. All those things can come into play. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, two things real fast. One is, um, welcome back to school. I think everybody's officially back in school now. HISD, Cy Fair Sky, and TJ's first day of school was yesterday. So everybody's back in school. Be safe. You know what I realized? I was dropping Sky off at the um at school yesterday and TJ and I were talking to he's four. And she was telling me this morning that they were practicing drills, you know, like um fired because she's at a new drill. She's in third I meaning the school. She's in third grade, so they transfer schools. So fire drills tornado drills hurricane drills and all that stuff my four-year-old son said we do lockdown drill dad Mm -hmm. that's the world we live in yep did y'all practice lockdown Mm -hmm. drills and no no we did i don't think we i don't even think we practiced that in high school i think Mm -hmm. that is the world where my son is in pre-k people that's crazy And so I was like, man, now that I think about it, so I feel safer for my kids during the summer because I just don't know when or where the next school shooting is going to be because it's going to happen. Every year, it's going to happen. I hope they prove me wrong and it doesn't happen this year, but it's going to happen. The fact that a four-year-old knows about a lockdown drill blows my mind. Secondly, on a more positive note, uh Black Girl Magic again. Simone Biles just won her eighth national uh championship. Mm-hmm. So she's the best in the US. but uh, no, she's she has more victories than anybody. She's been winning this thing for years. She's doing her thing. Welcome back Simone Biles. She's been off for 2 years. She won a um the the US uh, a, a U.S. national meet last week and then she followed up with another big victory this week so congratulations I love to see people out there doing their thing and with that being said three brothers no sense six rules of podcast listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly uh, listen, listen again. again
2: listen again infamously <laughs> 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 oh, oh, it is. oh <laughs>